Hello, I'm Michelle Abad. Welcome to Making Space, Rappler's podcast on gender, health, education, and everything in between. The 2020 anti-terror bill has been making headlines for days as the public worries the proposed measure would stifle dissent and endanger the lives of activists. With the youth comprising significant volumes of speaking truth to power, are our students safe? And what more for student journalists, whose role is not only to tell the stories on the ground, but to amplify the voices of their fellow schoolmates. I'm sitting down with two editors-in-chief of student publications, one who witnessed arrests during a recent protest in the University of the Philippines in Cebu, and the other being red-tagged along with her fellow student journalists. Welcome, Mel and Kleng. Thank you for joining me. Would you please state your name and your position in school? Hello, I'm Kleng Yarendi Minjola, the current editor-in-chief of the Angelites, the official student publication of Holy Angel University here in Angeles City, Pampanga. Hello po uh, sa lahat ng mga nakikinig. Ako po si Mel Joseph Castro, current editor-in-chief of Tugani, the official student publication of the University of the Philippines, Cebu. Okay, sige, salamat. So siguro gusto ko mag-start sa nangyari nung Friday sa UP Cebu. So Mel, nagko-cover ka daw nun nung rally na yun. So ano nangyari nun? Uh, so po, um... So, the protest was publicized two days prior na may ganitong gagawin Black Friday protest nang maipasa yung, yung anti-terrorism bill. Basically, we had to brave lockdown protocols. So, we took early, um, transportation. Ang um, grabe talaga, ano yun, inaccessible talaga yung public transportation nun. So, we had to wake up early, travel early, ganun. So, uh, we were reported na by 8 a.m. pa lang in the morning, the, the protest was scheduled to start at 10 a.m. Um, at 8 a.m. May, may nakastation na daw ng mga police sa area sa in front ng UP Cebu. The bystanders were told that it was part of a checkpoint. At total, lagi namang naka-checkpoint yung mga police dyan uh, on certain occasions. Ayun, the protesters um, slowly amassed na din in the area in front of the UP Cebu gate, which is technically still part of UP Cebu grounds. And ako, uh, I can still remember on that day, atat na atat na ako, ato, ano, kasi ako yung nakaatas din na ano, mag-cover dun, pero stuck ako sa traffic. So uh, I didn't know that that traffic would eventually um, save me from arrest din. By nearing 10, marami nang dumating na ano, mga police, police presence. May dumating na na SWAT team, may dumating na dalawang ano, truckloads of PNP in full riot gear, heavily armed. The protesters, we were said on the side, very kabado na daw sila. Akala nila uh, ano na yung mangyayari. Pero they choose to pursue, they choose to continue dahil alam naman nila na wala silang ginagawang masama. They were strictly observing social distancing. We were advised beforehand na ano, magdala ng alcohol, protective equipment, protective clothing. What happened is that when they started, they were ano, kneeling in honor of the Black Lives Matter movement. And the police daw, they gave them a countdown to end the protest, uh, to, to end the gathering. Hindi nakinig yung, ano, yung mga protesters dahil wala naman talaga silang ginagawa. Tapos legal yung ginagawa nila. Kasi it was a, an exhibition of our constitutionally safeguarded right to free speech and a right to assembly. So eto na nga, they continued until bigla na lang daw nagpatunog yung police ng kanilang siren. Tapos, ano na nga, nag-charge sila. 
at pinaghuhuli yung mga leaders, especially na yung mga nasa front. So, two of our own incumbent student leaders, Bern Caniedo and Narporlas. Bern Caniedo is the vice chairperson of the UPCBU University Student Council. And Narporlas is a uh, ano, chairperson ng anak bayan UPCBU. Dinaki po sila violently. Sinar uh, muntika ng nahubad dahil sa pag-arrest ng non-uniformed officers sa kanila. Mm-hmm. Tapos, yung isang activist din, isa sa ating mga leaders ng KMU Cebu, si Jaime Paglinawan, 60-year-old na may dalawang non-uniformed personnel na nagtakol sa kanya at pinusasan siya. May video na naka-viral um, ngayon na Jaime Paglinawan is shouting na ano, ang sakit daw ng shoulders niya, ang sakit daw ng paa niya. Dahil it's, it turns out may sprain pala siya dahil sa violent na pagkatakol sa kanya. The rest of the protesters ran inside the UP campus and our reports in Tugani show that even our own security guards blocked them from entering the campus. They were saying na it was a protocol daw to prevent COVID-19 from entering the campus but still we insist in the publication that better treatment could have been provided for them we're only standing up for our basic liberties. Then, may mga videos pa talaga na nagsishow na mismong mga police officers in full riot gear at saka in full, may dala pang mga heavy equipment, mga firearms na pumasok talaga at nakipaghabulan sa loob ng campus, which is a direct violation of, again, of the Soto and Rili Accord. The 1989 yeah. Soto and Rili Accord states that all protests held inside the UP campus that is including the um, in front of the entrance gate, which is still part of UP Cebu. Mm-hmm. All protests inside the UP campus enjoy absolute non-interruption. So technically, if gusto pala talaga ng police na i-disperse yung protest na yun, kailangan pa nilang kumuha ng permission kang Chancellor Liza Coro. So that would be that is what we're insisting right now and even Tugani has joined petition to compel the UP administration to file charges against the Cebu City Police for violating the 1989 UP mm-hmm. Accord. Trending talaga sa mga bansa yung release Cebu 8 nakalabas po sila kahapon. Yeah, very alarming kasi yun nung binabasa ko no kasi it's, it was a very peaceful protest. Um that's how it usually is naman kapag Campus protest, very peaceful naman usually. Tapos biglang may nag-charge, may nagtatakbuhan, may naghahabulan. I'm actually wondering kung ano yung naging effect nun sa mental na kalagayan nyo. Ikaw ba? Ano yung naging mental na kalagayan mo sa nangyari? I can still remember that time. Pagkadating ko sa site, grabe ang rami na talagang police. Hindi na kami nakalapit. Yung grupo ko, tatlok kami. Hindi na kami nakalapit. Kasi ano, we were fearing for our own safety na din. Mm. So, habang nagko-commotion na sa entrance gate, nasa exit gate kami. But one of our writers was there. Two of our writers pala. One was task for the coverage. One was merely joining the protest. Mm. One of our writers ay nahablot pa talaga. Nahablot pa talaga. Buti na lang ano, na-wave niya yung arm away tapos nakatakbo siya deep within the campus. Mm-hmm. So, regarding our its effect on our mental health, Grabe, trauma. I, mm. On my part, kahit hindi ako nakasali mismo sa commotion na yun, nasa distance lang kami, in the dangerous distance pa rin yun, um, we were scared na. Um, I went home and even a part of me was still parang ano, 
doubting if that really happened. My knees were still trembling, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that my friends were captured and I, I was not able to do anything. And based on our interviews then, based on our sa testimonies ng mga kasama namin, yung mga protesters na nasa, na-stranded sa loob ng UP Cebu, mm-hmm. grabe talaga yung trauma nila, grabe yung, ano, yung experience nila. Pati yung mga kasama namin na from other provinces, nung nalaman nila na na-aresto yung mga kasama nila, grabe yung pag-iyak. Mm-hmm. So, UP Cebu is a very small community. We're only around 900 people compared to other UP universities, yung Diliman, Dusbayan, sa laki-laki talaga. Mm-hmm. Kaya we consider every one of us almost brothers and sisters. We're very close in each other, especially in these attacks na nangyayari sa UP Cebu ngayon, we console one another. So, we have been, nag- nag-assign assign na lang din kami ng people na ano, mag-follow up sa mga nag-attend ng protest para ano, i-console sila, um, dinggin yung side nila, mm-hmm. at ano, ma-comfort sila amid all these chaos and attacks happening against the student body right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Grabe talaga yung posibleng trauma na nangyayari sa inyo, no? ba ano din, directly after the rally, there were that's when the dummy accounts on Facebook started to emerge. So, kayo ba, Klang and Mel, have you guys seen dummy accounts of your names or have you been threatened by your own dummy accounts and how did you feel? Na-report naman ng mga various uh, national news outlets na tugani talaga yung ano naka whistleblow ng ano yung pang, ng phenomena, phenomenon na yon. Mm-hmm. Yes, I found uh, duplicate accounts. My uh, using my username and also my full name. Mm-hmm. So, nagpapasalamat naman ako sa lahat ng mga netizens na nakakita ng post na Tugani since name ko yung ginamit namin sa picture na yon sa picture na na-post namin sa Tugani. Maraming tumulong sa akin na sa pag, uh, no, pag-report ng aking mga fake accounts. What's disturbing is that almost all, almost all of our student leaders and students in UPC Cebu nagkaroon ng fake accounts. May ilan nagsasabi na baka OA lang kami doon o ano, kami lang gumagawa noon. Hindi po, hindi po talaga totoo yun. What's suspicious din kasi noon eh, kasi may iba sa amin na may three, three, uh, three word names, pero lahat sa kanila, uh, pero kahit yung mga three word names na mas mahirap talaga na i-duplicate, May mga duplicate din. May iba na umabot pa nga, pa nga sa 10 duplicates. Pati yung mga Facebook accounts ng ano, yung inaresto na um, Cebu 8, especially na yung students namin, si Bern at Kasinar, may accounts sila na umabot sa 30 plus, 40 plus. All empty accounts, no friends. Mm-hmm. So, it, it was really something. And since na-validate naman po, Nakita naman po natin all around the country na may mga nangyayari talaga na mga privacy breach, mm-hmm. may nangyayari na mga duplicate accounts. So it was although we cannot point names, we cannot point suspects talaga right now. Makikita natin na may nangyayari talaga. Yeah. Um very ano din na alarming din kasi nangyari to directly after the protest, no. So parang ang dami kasi nagsuspect na baka link talaga ito sa anti-terror bill lalo na kasi may mga provisions that suspected terrorists can you know, face sanctions from the government or be subject to monitoring or wiretapping. It might be scary for young people and students such as yourselves. And, and diba, ikaw nga, hindi ka nga mismong nakasama dun sa protest, pero naging kasama ka dun sa ginawa ng dummy account. So, diba, it's also an emerging thing that's happening na 
yung mga student journalists din ay nagiging red tag. So, have you experienced being red tagged for being a student journalist? And what happened? Yes, quite recently lang po. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is the first time I've experienced being red tagged. And I'm afraid it's not going to be the last time. So, yun, I saw a video from a page called Tamahan ng mga kontra makakaliwa. A video of me and my associate editor. It was taken from my public account on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It said very horrible things talaga and even ended with the words wag magpapalin lang mm-hmm. sa amin daw, sa aming dalawa. Kasi okay. we're known to be student activists inside and outside our school. And it was very alarming kasi sobrang daming comments. Sabi, pag nakita ko itong dalawang to, nasaktan ko sila. Although, non-verbatim, pero yun yung sinasabi nyo, nasasaktan daw kami. Sabi, sayang daw yung talino namin kung ginagamit namin sama-sama. Mm-hmm. And madami rin shares yung iba mutual friends pa ng mga kakilala ko. Kaya, it was very alarming sa amin na bigla na lang kaming nasabihan ng mga ganong klaseng bagay na wala namang katotohanan. Meron bang nag-message sa'yo directly na threat? Apparently, wala naman po. Okay. Pero, yung associate editor ko, matagal na, siya, matagal na talaga siyang na red tag. It was very, very traumatizing for him. Mm-hmm. Because, pinuntaan siya sa kanilang bahay. First, his father was tricked by some unknown people that they will rent their van. Kasi may van for rent sila. Mm-hmm. And when they met up, it turns out they wanted to tell na he is part of LFS. Previously, he was, which is League of Filipino Students. And later then, his parents were called to the Barangay Hall by the National Task Force and Local Communist Armed Conflict. And they were trying to convince his parents to stop being an activist and work with them. Mm-hmm. They blatantly said that the military will start to catch activists and so-called terrorists. So, super alarming to us. Eh? How can you say that to a parent na y- your child might be caught one of these days? Mm-hmm. And it was implicated na if he will stop being an activist, they will help him not get caught. So, eventually, his parents began to doubt their intentions and stop talking to those people. And recent, just recently about Two weeks ago, or not even a week, his cousin, who was a police officer, was visited by unknown people. And when he was announced as the associate editor, mm-hmm. and said that he, his name is part of the order battle, which is a list from the military. Mm-hmm. So, yun po yung story ng associate editor ko. It's been going on for about two years now. Mm-hmm. Repeatedly, multiple times, pinupuntan siya, mm-hmm. trying to convince him to stop. Our former editors were ragtagged as well. Mm-hmm. Our former editor-in-chief, J.P. Cabral, and our former literary editor, Miss Lester May. Mm-hmm. The, the same page who posted my video posted several pics of them then, mm-hmm. tagging them as NPA recruiters, terrorists. Ang malalapa kasi, hindi lang, hindi lang siya through internet. Mm-hmm. There were reports na may tarpaulin din, mga mukha nila, na oh, wag, 
wag magpapalin lang sa mga to. Yan na. Mm-hmm. With their names, some even included their address. Nakakatakot din kasi kung saan-saan lugar pinaplaster yung mukha nila. Mm-hmm. May, siguro may mga may mga instances pa na hindi namin alam na na-report. Hindi na-report sa amin, tapos hindi na-take down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kaya, yan, red tagging is very real, very mm-hmm. serious, and it's very alarming sa mga taong involved. Hmm. Nakatakot talaga, no? Kapag kita mo kasi nagdadamay kasi ibang tao, eh. Kahit pag ikaw lang na red tag, parang ang dami, mo, ang dami kasi pwedeng maisama and pwedeng ma-endanger because of the red tagging. So, mm-hmm. sa tingin nyo ba, if passed, how do you think the 2020 anti-terror bill would affect student activism? I'll um, answer lang din yung question din ni Kling. So, um, for my part, hindi naman kami talaga, hindi ako personally, hindi talaga ako, um, hindi pa naman ako nare-red tag. Mm-hmm. At least, not by, at least uh, meron din by family and friends, pero not really on a public scale yung, kaysa yung pareha ng ano, associate editor nila. Mm-hmm. However, yung Tugani member ng College Editors Guild of the Philippines, so yan yung ano, pinakamalaking organization alliance ng mga student journalists and student pubs all around the Philippines, around 750 student publications. The College Editors Guild of the Philippines is ano, uh, openly red-tagged. Nas- uh, yung sinabi nga ni Kleng, yung National Task Force to End Local Communist Armed Conflict. If you can see in their official Facebook pages, these offices these are officially under the office of the president and they're openly red-tagging organizations. May ginawa sila na list talaga. Yung, um, para lang open list, open-ended list na pwede pa nilang lagyan. So mm-hmm. openly na talaga. Sinasabi nila na kinakounter lang daw nila yung prop propaganda ng ano, propaganda ng, ng mga makakaliwang grupo. Pero openly, they are blatantly endangering the lives of organizations and even individuals. What if the anti-terrorism bill becomes a law? Mm-hmm. So, wala pa ngang law. They already prepared the list. Yeah. So, ano yung assurance natin na kapag napasa na yung law, hindi nila itatarget yung mga groups na yun kahit wala pang firm na legal basis. Mm-hmm. So, that's really very alarming para sa mga, hindi lamang para sa mga leftists, hindi lamang para sa mga mga militanting grupo, kundi para po sa lahat. Dahil wala na, na-violate po ating right to due process right to free speech, and even right natin to privacy considering that it contains wiretapping provisions. Mm-hmm. And I would like to report na lang din to publicize to everyone, uh, pati yung mga members natin sa Cebu 8, yung mga lakalaya lang gahapon, they've already thrown out their SIM cards. They've already deactivated and uh, deleted their so- social media accounts kasi may, nare-report, may nireport po sila sa Twitter na asa, may nare-report po sila na ano, mga friends daw nila na automatic na na-block yung account which they suspect na ano na wiretap na ng police forces habang nasa detention sila. Mm-hmm. So, it's really a huge risk. It's really a huge risk kaya patuloy nating ipinagtatawagan talaga na ano, junk terror bill. Mm-hmm. And in the in Cebu, Tugani has been one of the forefront din sa panawagan. I completely agree with Kuya Mel na ngayon nga hindi pa na-implement tong law yung rights natin, sinatrample na. Kaya tawag na tayong terorista. May mga naka-receive na ng death threat. Tapos yun nga yung nangyari sa Cebu 8. Nakulong sila ng walang mga solid na foundation ng pagkakulong nila. 
So the the bill itself talaga has no real safeguard against abuse from the authorities. Parang ano lang siya, more on attacking, attacking people without actual basis. Hindi niya pinoprotektahan yung karapatan ng ta- ng mga mamamayan na mabigyan ng tama nga sabi ni Kuya, due process. Mm-hmm. Kahit suspected ka lang, pwede ka ma-wiretap, pwede ka ma-surveillance. As many times before, yung the government has been implementing built into laws aimed to weaponize and attack its own citizens. Mm-hmm. So sa panahon ngayon, kahit walang anti-terrorism bill, yung tunay na terror ay matagal na nandito sa bansa. So ang dami kasing youth na involved talaga no sa pagkritik ng ng government or kahit kahit hindi ng government ng societal issues in general no very large chunk talaga ang dami talaga nang pa-participate na youth and student activists. So sa panahon ngayon um siguro in the context of the Duterte administration mag four years na tayo under Duterte. What do you think is the importance of youth and student activism during these times and what's the role of student journalism? It's very crucial. We can see that in the forefront ngayon sa mga pag-atake ng Duterte administration, yung kabataan yung nauuna. Yung kabataan pa nga yung main target ng propaganda nila na wag niyong magpa, wag magpa-recruit, ano, nililinin lang lang kayo. So nakikita talaga ng mismo ng gobyerno natin, na mismo ng mga red tag, red tagger mismo, na yung mga kabataan yung nanguuna sa wave ng pagbabago. We can see in history din, and even in other uprisings in other parts of the world, Hong Kong, and even Chile, and even in US, na kabataan talaga yung muna. Um, considering na tayo din yung my full strength, my full energy, my full vigor, my full idealism na manguna. Mm-hmm. It's very important. And journalists at this time are even more important din. Kasi ano, Considering na lantaran na nga yung pag-atake nila sa mga media outlets, we have ABS-CBN shut down. Yeah. Even even if SEC and BIR certify na wala naman talaga silang ano paglabag sa tax provisions, then ano pati nga yung ibang publications, if kaya nilang atakihin yung mga malalaking media outlets at pati na nga yung biggest ano media outlet in the country, ano pa yung safeguard natin kontra sa ano? para sa mga maliliit na uh, small-time outlets, mga alternative media, tulad ng Altermedia, tulad ng iba pang mga publications, and even student pubs who are now daring. We are very happy to see na may mga student pubs na nagiging daring na din to question, to join in the struggle, to join in public criticism of the government, especially na nga, COVID-19 and the pandemic is something that they did not anticipate and nakikita talaga ng lantaran kung ano yung mga pagkukulang nila at kung ano yung mga kapalpakan na kanilang ginagawa. The youth and especially journalists should take the forefront of dissent because tayo-tayo lang din naman yung magtutulungan at tayo naman din yung pag-asa ng bayan, tayo lang din naman ang mamana ng bansang ito. Ang kabataan ang sa forefront ngayon ng laban kasama yung mga iba't-ibang sector. Kaya dapat, bilang student journalist at activist, kailangan natin manindigan sa karapatan ng iilan. Ngayon, sinusukil tayo, yung may lantaran na paninirang puri. Likewise, nung dark days ng martial law, 
may massive crackdown sa mga students for the sole reason na nag-speak up sila. Ngayon, bumabalik ulit yon yung takot, ay yung paghahasik ng takot sa mga kabataan. Pero, ang pinaka-importante ay mag manatili tayong steadfast, manatili tayong vigilant, at manatiling manindigan tayo sa ating pag-uphold ng karapatan. The masses need their stories to be heard at mas kailangan tayo ng mandato natin na i-uphold ang press freedom at isiwalat ang kabulukan ng ginagawa ng rahiming ito. Napakalaki talaga ng role ng mga campus journalists, no? Kasi ako din, naging EIC ako ng college. Tapos yung one thing na natunan ko is meron kasing advantage na wala kasing corporate ties, kagaya nung sa ABS-CBN, sa Rappler, na yung mga pinag-threaten kasi sa amin is yung, ano, eh, yung corporate ties namin. So, sa inyo kasi, independence, eh, and meron pa kasing Campus Journalism Act. Diba? At least it's still there, and you still have the protection, and you still have the rule to assert your voices. No? But then, diba, it's not just the Campus Journalism Act. That is that has the role to protect campus journalists, but also the schools, no, your universities, your colleges. So, how do you think schools can help? What kind of environment and support should schools be giving to their students in times like this? So, sa amin sa UP, considering na ano talaga outspoken, oh, kilala naman talaga na outspoken talaga yung mga iskular ng bayan. Siguro na lang sa amin sa case na misugani, um, you would like to plead with the administration to give us um, less bureaucracy na lang din ano in processing funds total may may pub, publication funding naman talaga kaso ang hirap talaga ng i-access kasi ang ramit ang grabe talaga bureaucratic process aside sa financing gusto namin ipanawagan din sa mga administration na ano encourage pa talaga gawin nating ano enticing at conducive yung environments natin sa university to promote criticism, public criticism, which mm-hmm. is, of course, um, best practice not an exercise none other than the student publication. Protektahan natin sila kapag may kasos, uh, cases ng red tagging at uh, hindi, wag po natin i-invalidate kung may nangyayari po. May mga, may mga administration kasi uh, kasama na rin yung UPCBO administration dito. Uh, we were, um, th- that's on record. Um, yung UPC Boa administration, kailangan natin, wag natin invalidate. Sinabi natin nga, okay lang yan yung red activists. Normal lang din yan yung red tagging kasi kasama yan sa risk ng pagiging activist. No, hindi po. Red tagging has always been dangerous for activists even if it's today or it's martial law days or even if, especially if anti-terrorism bill is in place. Mm-hmm. So, kilalanin po natin na legitimate risk po yung red tagging at maggawin pa natin siguro ng some sort of body na magpo-protect sa ating mga students against red tagging. Kasi ito po yung leading na danger po natin ngayon against the students. Magko-compile ng mga violations, yung mga intimidation, harassment, surveillance, para makita po na ng mga students natin na supportado tayo ng ating mga admin. At kung supportado tayo ng ating mga admin at nakikita yun ng mga students, hindi mas ma-emboldened sila na sumali mas emboldened sila na patuloy na i-exercise yung natutunan nila sa loob ng classroom na yun yung pag-criticize to think outside of the box mm-hmm. and to question itself, the government. Since lahat tayo nagbabayad ng tax, lahat tayo, at especially na din sa UP na din, uh, no, yung nafa-fund kami ng, mga, ng ating mga taxpayers, kaya responsibility din namin na maging watchdogs. Responsibility natin, responsibility natin lahat na being watchdogs 
ng government at di lamang ng government kundi lahat ng mga actors sa ating society na malaki yung papel sa ating pag paghuhubog bilang isang Pilipinong bansa. Katulad nga sa University of the Philippines, every university should be a safe space for academic freedom. Sa Angelite naman, may freedom kami magpahayag ayon sa nakikita namin dapat. And quite recently, naglabas yung ng statement yung aming president na against din siya, yung buong Holy Angel University against sa pagpapasa ng anti-terrorism bill. Sa mga ganong maliliit na laban, nakakasama namin sila. Pero may mga instances kasi na bilang individual, inaatake sila dahil sa pag-i-aktivista, dahil sa pag-uphold ng right. Nananawagan ako sa admin ng HAU na itrato everyone the same way sa kalayaan ng The Angelite bilang publication. Dapat kaisa namin ng university, dapat katuwang namin ng aming university na protektahan ng bawat, protektahan ng estudyante laban sa red tagging instead of being an instrument din sa panunupil. Ewan ko may stigma kasi sa activist at hindi nakakatulong ang stigma ng admin dito sa pagpapalinaw ng ma-activista hindi terorista. Kaya champion lang nila yung rights ng kapwa nila estudyante, kapwa mamamayan. At Pinapakita lang nila na ang tunay na laban ay hindi na sa loob ng classroom, hindi na sa four corners ng classroom, kundi na sa lantang. Sa kabila ng pagiging grateful namin sa fresh freedom na ini-enjoy ngayon ng The Angelite, dapat lahat, dapat as individuals, mano, organizations, may tupad din sa Holy Angel. Okay. Huling katanungan na, Ano ang inyong mensahe para sa mga kapwa youth activists and mga kapwa student journalists? Ano ang dapat nilang malaman ngayon? Para sa amin, from Tugani to the rest of the student publications across the countries, lahat ng manakikinig ngayon, patuloy po, patuloy sa pag-criticize, patuloy sa pagpakita ng dissent, patuloy sa pakikibaka para sa isang um, society na may less oppression kaysa sa meron tayo ngayon. At um, rest assured, sa lahat ng journalists, hindi po kayo nag-iisa. Hindi po kayo soul na nagsasuffer sa under the administration ito. And hindi po kayo ang nag-iisa na nagpapanawagan para sa junk terrorism bill. Kundi tayong lahat kasali na dito. Magpa-journalist ka man o hindi. Kunin po natin yung lakas natin. Kunin po natin Kunan po natin ng inspirasyon yung masa, yung mga tao na, na nananalig sa kakayahan ng mga estudyante, ng mga kabataan, especially sa mga journalists, na ipanawagan at i-amplify pa yung demands nila patungo sa gobyerno at patungo sa lahat na hindi pa namumulat sa totoong kalagayan ng ating bansa. So, salamat po talaga sa lahat. Nice po lang po sabihin sa mga kapwa youth activists at student journalist ko, sa panahon ngayon na patuloy ang pagsupil sa ating mga lahitimong panawagan, may mga lantarang akusasyon na wala namang basihan, at ang lantaran na pagtawag sa ating active na terorista, hindi dapat tayo titiklop at susuko. Magkaisa tayo sa laban na to kasi yung mismong karapatan 
mismong esensya ng demokrasi natin, tinatapakan na ng bill na ito. Sa panahon ngayon, dapat kail- mas kailangan natin manindigan. Lahat ng strength natin, i-master natin bilang isa laban sa panunupil na, na inihahatid ng bill na ito. Lalo na sa mga student journalists, dapat hindi tayo matakot at hindi tayo ma-threaten sa kahit anong pagbabanta na ginagawa ng Estado. Dapat masalo lang tayong ma-empower. Ma-empower naman hindi yan. Dapat patuloy tayo sa pag-release ng mga news, ng mga update tungkol rito. At i-resist natin ang bawat forma ng injustice, ng impunity at ng tiranya na lantaran namang nakikita ngayon. Napakalakas na statements from our student journalists, no? So, thank you so much. Um, maraming maraming salamat, Mel and Clang, for joining us today on Making Space. Thank you po. Salamat po. Salamat po. Clearly, nakikita talaga natin na truly matter of life and death talaga nangyayari dito sa uh, proposed anti-terror law. So, thank you so much to our listeners for joining in. If you have topic suggestions that fall under gender, health, education, social welfare, and other related fields, send us an email at info at rappler.com or desk at rappler.com. Again, I'm Michelle Abad, and this has been Rappler's Making Space. Music